Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. Email marketing is becoming a must-have in an advisor's marketing strategy. It can help you inform and educate clients and prospects, plus stay top of mind, all in a timely manner. Now, whether or not you have an email marketing strategy today, you will need one in 2022. And Sasha Sibrian is here to share 401k marketing's best strategies to help you master email marketing in the new year. I'm Patrice Sikora. All right, Sasha, what is the value of email marketing to advisors in the retirement plan business? Thanks, Patrice. Um, so yeah, pretty much what you had just mentioned, for anyone listening, if you don't have you know, an email strategy, you're definitely going to need one next year. I think everyone knows that we have kind of an irregular sales cycle in the retirement plan industry. Things can be unpredictable. We can have a long sales cycle. And email marketing is one of those marketing initiatives that is easy. It's cost-effective and it allows you to really be everywhere with your clients and prospects. And kind of with that being said, because it's so unknown when a prospect will ultimately decide to take that next step and sit down and have a conversation with you or become your client, you want to make sure you're taking all of these active steps to be in front of those prospects all the time. And email marketing, again, it's so easy to do that. Um, we're going to talk in the later questions about you know best practices to not take up more time in your day, but actually give you time back and allow you to do that. So on top of retirement plan advisors having a social media strategy and having a website presence, email marketing... It should really be almost you know, the bare minimum when it comes to your overall marketing strategy, having client emails, having prospect emails, because they do really allow you to stay in front of them at all times at a frequency that's comfortable with you. It's constantly giving them also the opportunity to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And of course, a non-salesy way, but more of like an educational and informational way. Great foundation there. So now what tools can advisors use for email marketing? I think we probably talked about some of these in a previous podcast, which was the automation podcast. So I won't go in too much detail, but just to kind of recap from that. So you're going to always want to use an email marketing program. So a lot of us use like Gmail and Outlook to send just general emails. Email marketing platforms and software actually allow you to upload contacts in bulk um, and send to those contacts in bulk as well. So you don't have to send email after email after email. You can send to a group of people. So you would want to use whatever is compliance department friendly. So um, if you are with a broker dealer, you'll always want to check with them to make sure you know what platforms are going to be acceptable. Some of the most common ones are going to be like Constant Contact, MailChimp, HubSpot is a really great one. There's Redtail, Salesforce has Pardot. Really, you want to pick one that is going to give you 
all of the email marketing features that you would need. So sending general emails, sending email automation, reporting, segmentation. A lot of these platforms also have, you know, like website capabilities, social media capabilities, landing page capabilities. So a lot of them are becoming a lot more advanced. So they're not just limited to email marketing, but they have all of these really awesome features as well. So, you know, find the one that's right for you, one that's compliance approved. And as I kind of mentioned before, a lot of them are really cost efficient, depending on your list size. You're, you know, you're probably not going to spend more than a hundred bucks a month to have one of these platforms that's going to be able to put you in front of clients and prospects on a regular basis and deliver really great marketing results and reporting for you. A couple other platforms that I would recommend using to like enhance your emails would be Canva, which I feel like I've talked about Canva before and I have a unhealthy obsession with Canva because <laughs> I I myself am not a graphic designer here at 401k marketing. We had a team of excellent graphic designers, but I just I'm not one of them. So I use Canva quick graphics that I need for emails or social media. It's a really great platform. Um, you can get like a free membership or a paid one. But you know if you're looking to enhance your emails, which we get so many yeah. emails a day, you want you want to stand out. Yeah, you want to stand out. So you want those graphics to be catchy, modern. I see some emails that come in that maybe have like, you know, an outdated logo or kind of old looking graphics. You want to see what is trending right now. And Canva has a really great database of like templates and modern graphics. Whatever style your branding is, you can find it on that platform. So I always recommend clients, um, you know, that are maybe looking to do their own graphic design, but they don't really know where to start. Canva is a really great platform for that. And then Jiffy, which would be like GIFs. So kind of like kind of like video pictures in motion. I'm a, I'm a millennial. I should know how to describe a GIF, <laughs> but that's how I would describe it. GIFs are really great for emails. Pretty much every email marketing platform that I've used works with GIFs. So you can use the website Jiffy and you can literally type in anything and it will come up with GIFs. I feel like my favorite GIFs to use are like from The Office or Arrested Development or Parks and Rec, like fun shows like that, that like everyone knows. And you can put those in your emails to make them a little bit more relatable. So I always recommend, you know, using fun elements like that to spice up your email to make it more catchy so you stand out. That way you're not just another stagnant email in someone's inbox. And then also video, don't be afraid to use video in your email uh, whether you're embedding the video or you're linking it. Video is becoming so prominent in marketing strategies and in brands like you know, online digital presence. So don't be afraid to put it in your email, um, whether it's the main focus of it or just a small element of it. That's a great tool to have within your emails. But you don't want to become a pest with your email. I know you know you want to be top of mind out there in a timely fashion. But how often should you send out an email communication? Yeah, I agree. You don't want to be a pest. I mean, like I said, we get so many emails every day, but you want to send enough to where people don't forget about you. So I would say it really depends how often and like the frequency, the first step to really identify that would be, do you send any emails now? So if you don't have an email marketing strategy, 
you would maybe want to start out a little slower and then build up from there. If you already have an email marketing strategy, if you're already sending emails, you could probably stick to that main frequency you have, whether it's like once a month or once a week and add in more emails if you want to. So like your clients, I would say they probably don't need as much email content from you because you're already in general communication with them. Maybe like once a month is good to send them like an educational piece. For prospects, I see some of our clients that do like once a week, every other week, but they, it really has to be good content. So our clients that work with us, we're creating for them, or it's a mix of what we have and what they have. So as long as there's consistency, there's a value add in it. You don't just want to send material just to send it. You have to really think like, what's my reader going to get out of this? They have a busy day. They're doing things. How is this really helpful to make them stop their day and read my email and get some value out of it? Should you send an email to an entire list or should you just focus on segmentation? And and does that change over time? So I think segmentation, like for list segmentation, definitely the way to go. Even if it's as simple as having your clients in one list and your prospects in one list, it just makes looking at the numbers and the data a lot easier um, if, rather than if you have a combined list. For me, I'm always telling clients, you know, have your prospect list, have your client list. If you have like a centers of influence list, that's also great. Well, that makes sense because then you can also tailor the the emails just a little bit, maybe. Absolutely. And like I was saying, you know, like your clients might not need as much content from you every month compared to your prospects. You're trying to win new business with Mm -hmm. your prospects. So you want to send more emails to them and call to actions and, you know, how you're going to style that email is going to be different from clients to people that you're trying to bring on as clients. And what is the best way to send them? It sounds like a, a pretty basic question, though. Yeah, there are going to be a few. I know it does sound like a basic question. You just press send, right? (laughs) So there's really two types of email marketing. There's regular and there's automated. So regular email marketing is going to be you write an email, you send it right away, or you schedule it. And automated email is my preferred way. I kind of use the term like you it works in your sleep because you're essentially setting up a series of emails and then you decide how often you want them to run and then you basically hit send and it goes automatically. There's no going back in to send the next email. It's all basically on a timer. Most email providers have this feature um, where you can create the automated series of emails and then you know you want them to go every other week or some go a couple days after the next. It's very customizable. Most common automation is probably like a welcome campaign. So mm-hmm. if you have a new client or a new prospect that joins your list, they're going to be added to this campaign and then they'll receive a series of emails. And every time you add a new person, they start from the beginning. Um, it doesn't matter how long you know the automated series oh. has been going. Yeah. They just like start right from right. the beginning. Yeah. So it makes it really easy for folks that are constantly adding new prospects or onboarding new clients. And we do it here. When we onboard new clients, our clients get a series of welcome emails so they know how to get started, how to contact us, steps on what to do next. Mm-hmm. We have all that laid out for them. I'm a big fan of like client campaigns. 
specifically because it's really going to give you an opportunity to be in front of all of your clients instead of emailing them one by one to check on them. So you send an email out every month. Here's what's new. Here's what you need to know. By the way, if you have questions, you want to get in touch with me, here's my calendar link. Here's my email. Rather than needing to email all of your clients uh, individually, you have those ongoing campaigns. And the same thing for prospects too. You know, you can create those campaigns once a month, once a quarter. Um, it just provides you a lot more flexibility. It can give you time back in your day and it doesn't have to be so manual. Does it take a lot of time to set this up? Is it, is it intimidating? I would say it can take maybe a little bit more time in the beginning to set things up. And I say this because I go through this with clients, especially um, clients that are going to be doing you know, the marketing on themselves and we're just providing support. Um, I'll let them know like, hey, you know, the first quarter, it could be a learning curve because you're learning a new platform. You're learning how to set up these emails. But after that, you can copy over the campaign. It'll have all of the same formatting, all of the same features, and you can just update the copy or update the look of the email. So it does become routine. Um, I would say the only time things can take a long time is if you're doing like manual emails. Automation it becomes really easy to do after the first couple of times, but sending an email over and over again, you have to constantly go in and update things, update when you want to send it, the list where the automation emails are just so much easier and manageable. All right. This is the tips and tricks moment. Give me some tips and tricks for really effective emails and refined emails. Yes. So if you've ever, anyone that's listening, if you've ever Googled best email campaigns of 2021. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has. Right. I do it too. I yeah, want to know. Right. Sh share the knowledge. Hardly any of them are going to be applicable to our industry because they all say, uh, they're like all e-commerce campaigns. Buy now. Here's a sale. Refer a friend. Mm -hmm. It's not applicable to our industry. So we have to get really creative. And with the long sales cycle, you know, there is no limited time offer, act now, act fast. It's all educational, informational, and a little salesy. So it has to be an even balance. What we have found, especially over this last year, because we read a lot of marketing studies and take a look at really what's working and what's not, we see that shorter copy is the way to go. That shouldn't surprise anyone because oh, that's, yeah, that's true. I, I, I heard in a study recently that humans apparently have shorter intention spans than fruit flies now. So, <laughs> oh, oh dear. I know. So now with that information, you think, okay, shorter copy, that makes sense because people are going through their emails so fast. They just want to get to the point. So shorter copy, something that is direct, applicable. You want to like entertain people and also educate people. So it doesn't have to be the most tip-top professional email. You're a human. They're a human. Essentially, at the end of the day, it's all about trust. So have relatable copy um, when you're writing it. Call to action buttons. Um, so I think I've said this before, but maybe stray away from the basic read the article, download. Those are direct, but if you can dress them up a little bit, make them more exciting, you know, you want people to click on that button. So if whatever you're talking about has maybe numbers in it, like five tips or five best practices, you can put in the call to action button 
read the five best practices, read the five tips. It's a little bit more catchy than just read the article or read the blog post. Right. Okay. Imagery. So again, kind of what we talked about before, have dynamic emails, make them modern, you know, dress them up, make them exciting, make them fun to look at, get people excited and wanting the next email. Um, a couple other things that we always encourage our clients to use are going to be scheduling buttons. So make it easy for people to get in touch with you. If someone wants to have a consultation call or email you, put that in the email copy. Don't hide it from them. We have Calendly links or Go Once links where people can just easily schedule time with you. So include that in your emails. A couple other uh, great uh, websites I would recommend to use to make sure you're using appropriate copy would be Coast Schedule. This is a really great website where you can put in subject lines, even article title lines. So you can see what ranks high on SEO or what kind of subject line are people going to want to click on and open. It's a great website that you can type in a subject line. It will rank it for you and it will give you advice or best practices on how to rank higher. Um, So like what words to use, what words not to use. It's a really great um, resource, especially, I mean, we use it too. So we can really see what's going to perform the best based on the data that they've collected. Um, And then probably the last uh, couple ones are going to be branding. Of course, make sure that your emails are branded within your firm's brand guidelines. So colors, fonts, imagery, and then personalization. So making sure that you personalize every email you send. Hi, first name, even the subject line, you can put their first name in. And then typically when you send an email, you'll uh, be able to add their first and last name to you know the sender field. Mm-hmm. All items that Typically, your email marketing platform will prompt you to do before you send an email. Uh, personalization, I think the stat is like 80% more people are more inclined to click on something that has their name on it. So definitely go for that. Even if it's just in the subject line, I like to use it all the time because it does get people's attention. And then there's other really cool fields that you can customize when importing data. And then you can add that into your email as well and make that a personalized field. So if you're interested in adding more personalization to your emails, see what your email marketing platform is capable of because sometimes they have a lot of really great personalization features that you don't even know exist and they're really great to take advantage of. Sometimes when you go down into the settings and you find all the options that are down there, you're surprised. Definitely, definitely. All right, we are heading into 2022. Are there any trends that you're seeing that you think advisors should be aware of so they can take advantage of them? So there's a couple that I will recommend. Again, a lot of stuff that we see is not always applicable to us. Like, for example, e-commerce is primarily what email marketing, like that's the primary industry for email marketing is selling stuff via email. So stepping away from that and kind of looking at like the longevity of things, I would say one of the big trends that I'm seeing is the appearance of your email. I see a lot of animation. So whether that's a GIF or a video, but having those dynamic pieces of content in your email. Um, There's a lot of really great websites that you can 
create animations from even Jiffy, that website I mentioned before, you can look up animations there and use them within their email. Um, And then of course, like video marketing, I really think that that is where our industry is headed next. People want to watch content compared to read it. So having that element in your email, we absolutely want to use that. Um, And then the last one I would say is no no hard salesy emails, um, especially when it's like your first communication with a prospect. That it, I wouldn't say that's even really a trend, but that's just kind of like an overall right. best practice. And I get emails all the time, you know, not necessarily from advisors, but from like other marketing professionals or SEO experts that just so happen to get my email. And it's the first email I've gotten from them, and it's just a hard sale. And for me, I I feel it's so ingenuine. You don't even want to get to know me. Right. It, you know, it, you want to take someone on a date. You want to wine and dine them before you can call them your girlfriend or boyfriend. And so that's kind of like with email marketing and winning new business. You want to be able to educate someone and inform someone and get to know someone before they are really comfortable with getting on the phone with you or taking a meeting with you. So making sure that you really stray away from those hard sales emails until you're a couple emails in or you're a couple quarters in or they've engaged with you. They've actually opened your emails and clicked on your emails. Um, and that's all stuff that you can see you know, within your dashboard on your email marketing. You can see those contacts that are highly engaging. But stray away from those really hard sales emails because that will turn people away. People will... They could report you as spam. They might delete you. They'll say unsubscribe. You want to stay away from those um, until you can really tell that someone is genuinely interested in the services that you're offering. There is one thing that does bug me when I get an email. A typo. A typo. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. you spell check people. Yes. And... Yeah. And I totally get it. Everyone's human. I mean, I'm human. Yeah, I can, I can make a typo here and there, but there are great Chrome plugins that you can add to your Google Chrome. Like Grammarly, I think that's like the mm-hmm. most common one. Even email platforms will tell you if you're they have spell check in them or if you put something in a Word doc before. But yes, people, send test emails. Please preview your emails before yes. you send them. I mean, I'm a big fan of double and triple checking things because like Patrice, some of that stuff just bugs people and that can turn them off. You know, you never know. So make sure you avoid the typos. You make sure everything is linked, preview your email, send test results, because, you know, if you can troubleshoot anything, you definitely want to do it before you send that email. Absolutely. Sasha, there's so much good stuff that you've got just gone over. If listeners have any questions or comments, how can they reach you? Yes. So you can always visit um, our websites. We have two of them. One is 401k-marketing.com. Our other one is for retirement plan marketing, which is a product of 401k marketing. That one is retirement-plan-marketing.com. You can reach out to me by email, sasha at 401k-marketing.com. We're getting into the end of the year. I know a lot of us are going to be out of the office in the upcoming weeks. Um, we're going to be you know, taking some time, the 401k marketing team. But I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who listened to this podcast this year. This was 
Patrice, correct me if I'm wrong. This was like our full, our first full year of doing yes. this podcast. This is episode 12. You're right on. Yes. I, I mean, I've done a few of them. I have really enjoyed it. It's so much fun. I think it's a great way to just deliver information. It's something you can um, reach more people with. If anyone listening is you know, interested in getting into podcasting, I would so recommend it. It's such a good time. Uh, I know Rebecca is usually the one that leads these. And I'm sure some of you have probably noticed she hasn't been here. She had a baby in September, Um, but she'll be back. Her and I will be doing some together on and off one of us over next year. But we're just so grateful to have really great listeners, people who give us feedback, topic requests. We're just so grateful to have our listeners. um, And we really look forward to next year and all the topics we discover together and talk through together. Um, But I really hope everyone has a really great holiday season. Enjoy time off. Enjoy your time off. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) Spend time with your friends and family. We're really excited to see you guys in the year. Patrice, as always, you're so fun to work with. Thank you so much for helping with the podcast. Oh, thank you. You've done a great job filling in. And I, I do look forward to working with you and Rebecca in the next year. And of course, this is the perfect time to say, follow this podcast, share it with colleagues. There's so much information. Don't, don't keep it all to yourself. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed. <laughs>